My passion is the fight for freedom. My father fought for World War II defending our country. Today, we are no longer fighting with guns. Instead, we are fighting an ideological battle for control of our country by contributing to causes that support your constitutional rights. I am Patriot Mobile. That was a shooting gallery up there. I could hear the tremble in his voice. She Hello? suffered a fairly severe... Good morning, video. Brandon. The video is... How are you, sir? Is, I'm pretty yeah. graphic. Well, for a guy that got in a fight with a truck and won, I'm Justice doing quite well. for us. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Impossible. I hope you're feeling better. Well, it, it was quite the catastrophe, but it's I saved my daughter's life, died, died four and times, and took three trips to heaven, and uh, broke every bone in my body but my shoulders, my elbows, and my right hip. Why was the Capitol intentionally unsecured that day? The FBI had information about security concerns before... They're out for blood, and they're getting it. They appear to be winning. Were the actions of the Capitol Police out of line? Were there violations and use of force? Now I describe it as an inside job. I'm ready to do whatever God calls me. There's an old Chinese saying my ancestors learned before the Communist Party took over our country. The family is the essential unit of human society and that you must have honor and defend your family. But it's not always easy to do. When the regime gives the order, you have to kill. My heart was pounding. I felt my body bouncing and twisting on the floor. They put numbers on our shoulders, then separated us into rows of even and odd numbers. I was number nine. My brother, he is still in prison. And my sister, she was sent to a labor camp without a trial. But there's one piece of evidence they haven't been able to destroy yet. I left everything behind. If I can't expose what they did to us, then all of our suffering would be for nothing. Welcome to Chosen Generation with your host, Pastor Greg Young. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should shew forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And now, chosen generation, where no topic is off limits, and everything is filtered through biblical glasses. And now, here's your host, Pastor Greg.
And welcome back to Children's Generation Radio, where no topics off limits and everything filtered through biblical glasses. And uh, folks, this this next clip, I have to tell you, is just absolutely embarrassing. As as a former uh, Russian linguist in the United States Air Force during the Cold War, as as a student of history, uh, th- th- this is. This is a reincarnation, and I don't believe in reincarnation. I'll just make that clear. But this is a reincarnation of Neville Chamberlain right here. And uh, let's, let's, let's listen to this, this idiocy. I came to Beijing to strengthen high-level channels of communication, to make clear our positions and intentions in areas of disagreement, and to explore areas where we might work together when our interests align on shared transnational challenges. And we did all of that. Here in Beijing, I had an important conversation with President Xi Jinping. And I had candid, substantive, and constructive discussions with my counterparts, Director Wang Yi and State Counselor Chen Gong. I appreciate the hospitality extended by our hosts. In every meeting, I stress that direct engagement and sustained communication at senior levels is the best way to responsibly manage our differences and ensure that competition does not veer into conflict. And I heard the same from my Chinese counterparts. We both agree on the need to stabilize our relationship. During those meetings, we had a robust conversation about regional and global challenges. That includes Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine. I reiterated that we would welcome China playing a constructive role, along with other nations, to work toward a just peace based on the principles of the United Nations Charter. We also spoke about North Korea's increasingly reckless actions and rhetoric. All members of the international community have an interest in encouraging the DPRK to act responsibly, to stop launching missiles, to start engaging on its nuclear program. And China is in a unique position to press Pyongyang to engage in dialogue and to end its dangerous behavior. I raised U.S. concerns shared by a growing number of countries about the PRC's provocative actions in the Taiwan Strait, as well as in the South and East China Seas. On Taiwan, I reiterated the longstanding U.S. One China policy. Uh, That policy has not changed. It's guided by the Taiwan Relations Act, the three joint communiques, the six assurances. We do not support Taiwan independence. We remain opposed to any unilateral changes to the status quo by either side. We continue to expect the peaceful resolution of cross-strait differences. We remain committed to meeting our responsibilities under the Taiwan Relations Act, including. Okay, well, I I, I think we've heard uh, I think we've heard enough from that individual. I'm very pleased to uh, welcome my next guest to the program. And uh, why did that go to a small window? There we go. Exit minimized mode. All right. Very good. Uh, Let me welcome uh, my next guest to the program. He is an expert in the area of China relations, and uh, he also has a a brand new book out, if 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 I understand that correctly, called Biohacked, China's Race to Control Life. I want to welcome Brian Weikert. Brandon Weikart to the program. Brandon, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Brandon, welcome to the program. Good to have you. Well, thank you for having me. Um, And I think 
we just uh, sat through uh, a living example of how uh, someone can go through life, Anthony Blinken, being an expert at talking a lot and saying nothing, um, because that that statement was gobbledygook. It was all, um, you know, little uh, bromides that mean nothing, and it's completely empty. Um, I think your audience should walk away from that long-winded statement that the Secretary of State made, um, understanding that basically... China got to spend the last few years in the Biden administration walking all over us. And finally, a face-to-face meeting occurs at a top level, uh, and they managed to extract a, a concession out of our side without having to reciprocate. We didn't make them do the same. We didn't get a concession out of them. In mm-hmm. fact, there are now reports coming out that China is doubling down. I live in Florida, and so 90 miles to the south of me in Florida is a Cuba. And so right. as we're basically taking a step back, it sounds like from Taiwan, China's intensifying and enhancing its position in Cuba, uh, creating now this new uh, defense com- uh, treaty with uh, with the Cuban government that will allow for them to not just have some listening posts, but to have actual military naval bases possibly in Cuba over the next decade. So uh, we are basically having our lunch eaten by the Chinese. And if anything, it looks like the American government under Biden, at least, is going to behave as a vassal state to China's new empire. Well, I think we should also not not forget the fact that look at how many Chinese nationals we're seeing coming across the southern border, Brandon. Right. I, right. I mean, you know, there there were reports back under the Obama administration that China was, in fact, mounting forces in Mexico and, and, and running exercises. Uh, obviously, you know, and, and we had, I, I know for a fact, because everybody was talking about, oh, by, uh, Obama's planning a takeover. Remember when they were running the war games down here in Texas? Right. And everybody was saying, right. oh, well, that wasn't what that was about. That was actually Southern Command had intel that knew that there was a potential pending invasion at our southern border, and they were prepping and intel gathering in order to be prepared to repel a potential threat at our southern border that was way beyond anything the cartel was going to bring. Well, and I think it's important to remember that the cartel is actually acting as a force multiplier for the Chinese government, uh, sort of how, uh, you know, terrorist groups can act as a force multiplier like Hezbollah for the Iranian government. Um, and uh, the, the, the point is here that the Chinese are making deep inroads. And in fact, Michael Yan, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's another foreign policy military analyst. He was posting on his Twitter, hugely followed Twitter uh, account of his uh, um, about how China is basically sneaking in by the thousands busloads of military-aged males into our broken southern border for the, the entirety of the Biden administration. And they're now even doubling up on that, and the cartels are helping them do this. Now, it's possible these are just uh, you know economic migrants, um, but more than not, or more probably, <laughs> I should say, yeah. um, these could be saboteurs, or at least some of them could be saboteurs the Iranians do it too, by the way. They send in yeah. illegal immigrants through our broken border, and the idea is that they're going to seed them throughout U.S. society illegally. We can't track them. And if a conflict with these countries erupts, 
they can act as a fifth columnist um, in in America, sort of like yeah. the, the, that FX series, The Americans, which was all about a fifth column Soviet menace. That was well, very real, by the uh, way. Yes, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of that. And as a matter of fact, when I was in my Russian school, uh, which actually was in Texas because they were renovating the Monterey facilities where yeah. I had thought I was going to spend, uh, you yeah. know, an entire year in Monterey, which I would have loved. But at any rate, yeah. I spent it at the at the end of Lackland in the dog pound. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but our our married couples were off base in San Antonio and mm -hmm. they reported because there was a, a couple that was there that kept trying to mingle in. That yep. had that that they suspected of being Russian, yep. and 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 our our intel forces swooped in, grabbed them, and uh, and wiped their apartment. And we don't know where they where they ended up, but we do know they yep. disappeared. But they were trying to gather, you know, right. intel on on right. our on our on our intel program. Right, and the Chinese do the same thing. In mm -hmm. fact, I would argue they're probably more sophisticated now. Oh yeah, um, but but they're coming in in many cases. The, the, it's not just Chinese uh, consulate workers who are actually spies and they're here legally. They're actually sending, I think, a lot of military age men through the broken border illegally so we can't track them so that if and when the war comes, and, and I do believe uh, the war is coming over Taiwan very soon, uh, the Pentagon says or as the earliest it'll be is 2027. I disagree with that assessment. I think that this Blinken meeting is so bad for us, it signals such weakness that Xi Jinping is thinking this is the strategic window because if Biden loses the election uh, in 2024, he's not going to get an opportunity like this again. Again. So these guys coming up through the broken border that Michael Yan has been reporting on, those guys, I think, might be Chinese special forces, Chinese saboteurs coming in to embed in our society and begin conducting um, infrastructure attacks. And interestingly, um, I live in a small town in southwest Florida, but all week I live right down the street from a lot of the, the water reclamation and a lot of the electrical grids. All week our local police have been blockading our, our local town electric and water treatment facilities. No reports been issued, but I drive my kids because you know, they're on summer break, but they yeah. go to their summer camps. Okay. And I see this and I think, oh my gosh, what's going on? And my national security background, I immediately start <laughs> thinking there's an infrastructure threat, yep. even in little old of Southwest Florida, but sure. but this is what's this is how the new war is fought. World War Three is already here, I think. Um, I agree, and it's not going to be fought in the way that the first two world wars were, were fought. It's going to be fought across societies everywhere. The battlefield will be everywhere, and there will be no escaping it. Well, and and I think that we're uh, you know Biden and and his administration are are agents of the CCP. I, I mean, yes. I think I think the yes. evidence is I think the evidence is 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 pretty clear, um, and and perhaps of a, of a you know perhaps of a of a of a larger entity even than that when you consider China's involvement with Iran and the relationship yes. that's been established with Putin and Russia. Yes, and actually, um, 
if you, I, I, I got into a little bit of trouble at the Pentagon when I was taught, I'm a consultant for them. Okay. And I, I, I'm, I'm known as the guy that says things nobody wants to hear. <laughs> I was telling one of the generals that actually, I think that our president Biden and president Vladimir Putin have actually uh, willingly turned their co- respective countries into nothing more than client states of China. Um, because if you look at what Putin's doing, he is so desperate to have friends now uh, that he will do whatever it takes to be buddy buddy with China, who he has always said was the future. Uh, and as long as he's the guy in charge in Moscow, he doesn't care if Russia's a second uh, tier country to a country like uh, China, because it's a fellow autocracy. Uh, with Biden, you're right. The Biden crime family has been bought and paid for by China, but also other countries as well. Oh. And it, our foreign policy reflects, and our domestic policy too, reflects the diminishment of the United States and the empowerment of China, as we saw with this Blinken uh, meeting. This is not the first, though, right. and it won't be the last uh, surrender to China. W- well, wait for next year when John Kerry's going to try to go for his uh, global warming deal with Beijing, which is going to give away our industry and destroy our economic vitality such as it is, because that's what they're aiming for. Well, Bar Markway and I have talked about this, and I have a friend, actually, that was uh, a Trump appointee to the State Department, who, when they found out that he was a Trump appointee, they ran him out. Uh, because he actually witnessed the the head of their department stand in a department meeting and say any directives from the White House by President Trump are to be ignored. Uh, And and this, you know, this was was when, well, yeah, absolutely. And this was when Tillerson was there. But see, Tillerson wasn't with Trump. Tillerson was with Tillerson. And then you had the establishment. But Bart Markway and I were talking about the fact that Biden has been running the State Department here in the United States for better than 25 years. Yes. Yes. I mean, actually, remember, uh, Joe Biden was originally supposed to be uh, Obama's secretary of state because of his time in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and the scuttlebutt at the time. I worked in government at the time. The scuttlebutt was that Michelle told Barack Obama, you can't put Hillary as your number two. You got to put Joe as your number two, because otherwise Hillary might have you whacked. And so that's (laughs) the reason why Mr. Biden went from being um, secretary of state to being vice president that was never the original plan the original plan was obama clinton and he was talked out of that so joe biden you're right joe biden through the senate foreign relations committee has been a very unfortunately powerful force in our national foreign policy and it shows Mm -hmm. and anthony blinken remember anthony blinken was biden's national security advisor when he was vice president but he was also throughout for many years that biden was on the senate foreign relations committee anthony blinken was biden's foreign policy advisor so that's who we're dealing with in this foreign policy realm it's no surprise that blinken is basically surrendering to china it's not blinken acting on his own it's blinken representing biden our president who very much wants to see China rise. And I think we need to also take a step back even from that and realize that Biden is Obama 3.0. I I mean, you know, we, 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 Biden is a criminal. There's evidence to support that. A hundred percent. He should at least be on trial for the things that he has done and have to explain the behavior Mm -hmm. of he and his son the criminal evidence is so significant that 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 he that he must he must be brought up and and tried. 
Well, you know, if they're going to hang Trump, you know, I think that Trump probably did mishandle the classified documents, but that that's a slap on the wrist. But if they're going to hang Trump on that, they should at least reciprocate and do the same to Joe Biden. And the fact of the matter is, is that they're going to throw the whole system at Trump, but they're not going to for for a couple of years that Mm -hmm. he violated. And I don't believe it was malicious. I don't think there was malintent there. Um, But with Joe Biden, we have 40 years going back to his Senate days in the 70s. They found documents, classified documents that were never properly declassified. And we know that the house where they were stored in, uh, that house with the Corvette, beautiful Corvette, by the way, but that house with the Corvette, that that was the house Hunter was using to have elements of China's government and their 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 companies stay with him over long weekends. And so I'm sure they were perusing those documents together as part of a buy-in for this illicit influence peddling scheme that Hunter was running on behalf of his father. Right. Um, the, the China Center, the, the Biden Penn Center at the uh, University oh my of uh, Pennsylvania. That was funded by the Chinese. And that <laughs> and that should be and and every free press should be there should be somebody in uh, uh, I don't care what paper you're with or what news organization you should be investigating the Biden pen. A hundred percent agree. You, you, you know. Now let me let me throw this at you because as as you're talking about this, I think it's a good segue into again the conversation regarding China. When you hear the word unrestricted warfare. Yes. Talk to me about your thoughts when you hear it. Nan Sue and I have talked quite a bit about that here right. on the program before and about the 100-year plan of China. Yeah. Uh, but talk to me about your assessment of that. And as and, and I know you. I don't want you to violate any uh, agreements or, or what have you, but as you're trying to get the Pentagon's focus readjusted, and I have to imagine that that's part of the problem, right, is trying mm-hmm. to get them refocused, um, what kinds of things do you hope that they pay attention to when you hear unrestricted warfare? So I'm, uh, that's a great question. So my first book, Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower, was talking about the new space race, and China was a primary villain in that, in that book. Um, the second book that I have out, Biohacked, is about China's use of biotechnology um, and I'm not just talking about explicit bioweapons, you know, like sarin and VX. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the predictable stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about ensnaring U.S. corporations and U.S. investors and innovators to come over to China and help them build what the, what these Americans think are just next generation cures for really bad diseases, but in fact is secretly being folded into a pernicious bioweapons program. Right, turned around and re-engineered to be yes, used against yes, the populace. Yes, and that is part of this unrestricted warfare. So basically, unrestricted warfare is exactly what the title suggests it's using every element of statecraft not just warfare and not just diplomacy the traditional forms and not just intelligence gathering the three traditional forms of of statecraft but using trade policy and we've seen that for 50 years with china using um uh it's scientific innovation whether it's biotech or aerospace or or meta materials or you know next generation quantum computing whatever using all the aspects of a nation's power to wage warfare against another country where that other country doesn't even realize it's it's having war 
waged upon itself. It just thinks this is a trade policy or, oh, this is a technology policy. Absolutely. And, and so <clears throat> what, what my, my book Biohack focused on was looking at coronavirus um, and sort of building out from there and kind mm-hmm. of warning what else is going on in China's biotech sector. And it is not pretty. It's very scary. But I just like your audience to understand there are those who still in government, our government, because I think they were in on it. There are government people today who still refuse to talk about the proper origins of the COVID-19 disease. And in my book, I have the proof of where it came from, which it did come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Mm-hmm. It was bioengineered. Now, guys like Senator Tom Cotton, who I, I'm a big fan of and I worked with on the Hill for a little bit, um, he says it came from a lab, but it was an accidental leak. And that seems to be the prevailing wisdom. I write in the book, the term that was used by two Marine Corps uh, colonels that were in the Marine Corps intelligence uh, uh, units that I was briefing at the time, they told me that they thought this was a biological 9-11. That's their term. And when I went and did the research, I found a white paper, and it it opens up in my chapter called Biological 9-11. I found a white paper from 2015 by a group of senior Chinese military scientists in which they outlined how they could use weaponized coronaviruses to target a country's medical and economic system in order to have destabilizing strategic effects on the targeted country. Now, I believe the probability is that Donald Trump was kicking China's butt in the trade war. I know we got burned a little bit in the trade war, too. That that happens in trade war. It's not always one side. Not clean. Sometimes, but, but... at the end of the day, we were winning. Trump got a deal. Yep. He got a deal that was better. Yep. And within three to four weeks after getting that deal signed with China, suddenly coronavirus appears and starts spreading. Um, importantly, what did Trump do in the trade war? He went after foodstuffs. He went after our food products going into China. Mm-hmm. Now, Historically, for 4,000 years, Chinese regimes collapse. They, they always initiate with a famine. And so Xi Jinping is looking at this situation in 2019 going, my gosh, they are targeting. They're doing yep. what I would do to them. They're yep. going after us through non-military means. Yep. And so he responded. He retaliated, I right. think, with the goal not to kill all the Americans because he wants us as a market. Right. But the goal, the goal is to get rid of Trump. And that is precisely what COVID nineteen did. Without COVID nineteen, well, there's no, and, there's no. And, yeah, and just to add to that, I I said right here in the show when all the riots were happening in the summer of 2020, I received intel that said that you had the president of Iran, Xi, and Putin having a meeting actually there in proximity to Iran discussing how could they use those riots as a catalyst to get Trump out of office. Right. That was, that was, that was their, that was part of their strategy. We only got about a minute left, but it's, it's, I, you know, I want to get you back because look, folks, this, this, this is not going away. Uh, you know, we, we, we didn't talk about, there's a movie called Finding Courage. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. My friend Scott Shields is, uh, was, did it with his wife, Stephanie, but it's about their family. Their sister was killed in one of the camps. Their brother tortured for 12 years. And five of the guards that were a part of that are, are in hiding 
but they are interviewed in the film discussing the motivation and how they were motivated to participate in yeah. what happened in that prison. And it, and it begins with get rid of God. It begins with right. get rid of God. Right. All and right. Actually, that might be the next book I'm, I'm working on, doing a lot of research on Christianity, the persecuted church in China. And I'm really thinking this might be my next book. Um, well, let me know, I brother. I would, I, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah. I, I've got a few different ideas I'm kicking around, but that's one of the big nice. ones. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Brandon Weikert, give us your website. How do folks reach you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at yep. we the Brandon, and um, it gets a little little sharp on there. Unfortunately, that's just the nature of social media. Okay. Uh, but but uh, you can follow, and then you can buy my books anywhere they're sold: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, online or in store. Okay, excellent. Brandon Weikert. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Danielle Baker joins us on the other side. Danielle is a nurse who was forced to take the vax. Within weeks, she was, she was disabled. And her doctor actually said the vax disabled her. She's now filing a lawsuit. We'll talk to her about it coming up here on Chosen Generation Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Greg. Back with more coming up right after this brief break. So up next, we have Clanslight. When you have different things like cancer and different diseases that are autoimmune related, it can really help with inflammation because you're helping clean the body. Clanslight is a formula that's made from a natural orthosilic acid that basically is put into a formulation that's naturally occurring that uses different processes from polarization to heating to cooling to different types of catalysts which will go in the body and really help communicate to get rid of those things that don't need to be there. People don't understand why there's so many autoimmune disorders, but our environment's toxic. The land, air, and water have changed. We've been exposed to nuclear war, and the issue is if there's a nuclear bomb or there's pollution or there's war in one country, it actually affects everything up to the stratosphere. So we're all connected, and we've really got to clean things out. You can pick up your clean slate today at cgrforlife.com. That's cgrforlife.com. Pick up your clean slate today. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen. Or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hi, I'm Tim Sheff, a certified natural health practitioner of over 40 years. I want to introduce you to a product that changed my life. The product's called Vibe, available at cgrwellness.com. I thought I was on a good nutritional program before I discovered Vibe. I was taking the traditional vitamin mineral tablets, wasn't really feeling any different. So I tried Vibe. Vibe is an all-in-one vitamin mineral supplement. It's a liquid multivitamin. It's cold-pressed, whole food source, non-radiated, gluten-free, and has no pasteurization. Vibe is like fresh juicing without all the work. It supports four areas of the body 
cardiovascular health, immune health, anti-aging, and healthy cell replication. Vibe is available in a 32-ounce bottle for home use or a very handy one-ounce travel packet for life on the go. The first time I tried Vibe, I had more energy in about 20 minutes. I started thinking clear. Even believe I slept better. Get yours today at CGRWellness.com. Coupon code CHOSENGENRADIO at checkout and receive $20 off your first order of $50 or more. That's CGRWellness.com. Coupon code CHOSENGENRADIO. Get yours today. These statements have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Any of the products do not treat, reduce, cure, or prevent disease. My passion is the fight for freedom. My father fought for World War II defending our country. Today, we are no longer fighting with guns. Instead, we are fighting an ideological battle for control of our country by contributing to causes that support your constitutional rights. I am Patriot Mobile. You can support Chosen Generation and make a tax-deductible donation by visiting www.chosengenerationradio.com. And now, back to Chosen Generation with Pastor Greg. And welcome back to Children's Generation Radio, where no topic is off-limits and everything filtered through biblical glasses. And there she is. Hi, Danielle. We're live on the air. Welcome. Good to have you. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Well, for a guy that got in a fight with a truck and won, I'm doing okay, but that's... Uh, you, you, you had your own fight with, uh, with, with an invisible truck, uh, and, and we, and we, and we want to talk about it. Now, tell me about your background. You are a registered nurse, correct? I am. I worked in a hospital for five, four to five years before transferring into hospice and palliative care. I absolutely loved the autonomy that came with hospice and palliative care. And that's why I switched and stayed in that field. And you were obviously working with elderly people and others that were at uh, life-ending types of decisions uh, and, and, and helping them to uh, come to terms with making that transition. Absolutely. There's strict criteria that must be met to come on to services and when you came on services and stayed, it meant that you had a life-limiting illness. I, I just want to say thank you for being here today. I I can't imagine how difficult it is 
because everyone's situation is their own. I know how hard it is. I was actually at the doctor's yesterday because I damaged my eye in the car accident that I was in. And so it's just slightly off center. And so it exhausts me. And I went to see the doctor who's been following my case the last six years. When I first used to go, they used to bring me into her office by ambulance on a gurney. And so she was like amazed at my, at my progress. Um, but the, the challenges, uh, you know, I have no feeling in my fingertips. Um, I broke my pelvis, my hip, my femur, my tibia, and my fibula on my left leg. And that's my good leg. Crushed the bottom of my knee, top of my tibia, severed the nerves and the main artery on my lower leg, on my right leg. So I've been wheelchair bound for six years. There's oh, so many sorry. things that you learn. You, it's like, I've got to ask for help. And I've always been a very independent person. I'm sure you experience the same thing. And it's difficult because it's hard for people to understand what it means to lose the ability to care for yourself. You, you, to, to become dependent on others to do those things. Um, and so many things that we just take for granted, we just start to do them. And then, you know, very quickly, there's the realization, I can't, I'm, I'm on, on the line, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the string, right? That, you know, where they, where they would, you know, walk across with the balancing thing. What, what was that called? The, uh, the tightrope. Well, the, yeah, the the trapeze artist or whatever, you know, and you're and you're up on the tightrope with no net, and you've already walked halfway out, and but you really can't be out. You're not supposed to be out there, <laughs> and you're just kind of like going, "Help! Oh crud!" Ah! <laughs> so I I really uh, and and so I I just want you to know how much um, I respect and commend you for being here today to share this very important story. So thank you. I get it. Thank you for that and for having me on. It's losing your independence is, you can talk about it, but until it happens, you have no idea. Right. I have such much more appreciation for what my patients have had to mm. endure. I like to think I have always been compassionate. But it's just like anything until it happens to you. It just can't make sense. The connection, sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and and the other thing, you know, is, you know, uh, because when I share my testimony, it is pretty catastrophic. Um, but I always remind the people I'm talking to, listen, my events are 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 for me. What you're dealing with is for you. And... And the mountain's still a mountain, okay? It's still a mountain. It, 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 we're, we're not comparing mountains. We're just looking at, you know, we're, we're, we're on each other's mountains, right? And we're going, hey, man, 
go for it, climb, keep climbing, keep climbing, you know, and, and trying to encourage each other to just kind of keep going. Um, I, so you were uh, helping these patients uh, doing what you were passionate about, and your bosses came in and said, uh, if you want to be able to continue to do this, then you're going to take this injection. Basically, um, I had contracted COVID from working. The front lines had my own immunity, and I had no desire to take part in the shot because of how quickly it ran through right. the process. It scared right. the innards so <laughs> much that it was a simple decision to not take it. Um, then Along came the mandates um, starting, and we were uh, initially told that it wouldn't be something they would require or mandate. But time went forward in 2021, and the narrative began to change. Uh, we were a bombarded constantly with emails talking about how safe and effective it was and how we had a moral and ethical obligation to protect the hospice patients from this virus. And on the flip side, I was taking care of these patients who were locked inside of nursing homes and assisted livings who told me I'd rather die than live this way. I don't care if I get this virus and right. it take me out. Right. Um, and and, they, and what you're talking about, folks, remember that, that, that these elderly people were then essentially isolated. They couldn't see loved ones. They couldn't see friends. No one could visit them. It, it was, it was, you know, when, when I, in, in my terminology, in my thought process, I, it would be like being sent to Siberia in Russia, right? I, you know, you're, you're just, you're out in no man's land and... You know, I, 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 we had my mother-in-law was was in a facility, and we used to go visit her. But we would see people who had no one coming to visit, and mm -hmm. you know, and we would off times, you know, send the little, you know, send the grandkids in or what have you, you know, to just kind of go and say hi, you know, uh, because uh, you know it's just uh, the the loneliness is 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 even worse than than the than the 
degeneration just that happens in when you, as you grow older, you know, and you're not able as you, as we just as we talked about about you know five or six minutes ago, right? The ability, not, inability to take care of yourself is as is difficult enough without then feeling like you are alone and abandoned. Yeah, it broke our hearts and my husband is in health care too um we actually were both contracted in the same facility by different companies and we would constantly talk about how these poor humans were locked in their rooms and fed off of styrofoam it got care but not the care they needed which was human interaction and touch and we had so many people actually come on to hospice services for the mere fact that they'd lost will to carry forward with life and just were withering away. And ultimately, those people had the option of A, staying in their room or going to get the shot and able to then be back into a general population they were put in in and you know possible places and danielle that story's not told because you know we know that the uh nursing home population was significantly impacted by all of this what's not discussed is what percentage of those that contracted the illness actually contracted it after being injected what percentage of them you know had complications associated i know my i i got covid very bad case uh but i because of my accident i i live in a hospital bed so i told my doctor i said under no circumstances will i go to a hospital they'll kill me i'm not going and he said, well, then we need to do a telemedicine every day. And he put me on dexamethasone. He gave me the highest amount of dexamethasone that he'd ever given a human ever, like oh. like 10 times the normal amount. Um, you know, but he gave me that and then uh, the five-day antibiotic. But I started on Dr. Judy Mikovits's program and, and I took quercetin and zinc and vitamin D3 and vitamin C and COQ10, which uh, Jonathan Apsley talks about. So I, I immediately went, and once I got on all those, but I had the chills, the fever, the cough. I was coughing up blood, and I ended up with double pneumonia. Oh, wow. Um, but I made it through. Now, at about that time, my mother-in-law, who was in her 90s, passed away we had brought her home because the nursing care wasn't wasn't working real good and so we had had her at home for i don't know a number of years she passed away the the funeral director told me when you get her death certificate they're going to mark it as covid 
because they get paid big bucks to market as COVID, and so does the doctor who signs off on it. So this is, folks, this was all, this was all economics. This was all about how much money and, and how much money were these lives worth. So they come to you and they say, Danielle, if you want to continue to provide care for these patients, you're going to have to be injected. Yes, they hadn't yet officially mandated. It was known that it would be mandated in July for our company um, and all of the major big hospitals around my area. Okay. They colluded together, I'm sure, and they all came out to announce the mandation at the same time. So it had been in works um, and uh, attempts to get my um, employer to get its employees to take it before that they started uh, incentivizing first uh, $5,000 weekly drawings up to $20,000 if uh, 90% of the Employer staff, employees uh, yeah, the staff was to was to sign on and 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 get that injection because so, that's the percentage that they would be compensated largely at oh, if we were at very 90%. very 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 largely. I my understanding from from what I was told was is that one death certificate was worth a hundred thousand dollars and ten grand for the physician. I mean, stop and think. That's stop and think about that, folks. That's why all these death certificates during that time all had COVID. It didn't. It didn't matter. You you got run over by a truck. Oh, they died of COVID. Hundred grand. I mean, it, absolutely insane. All right, so we got about yeah. ten minutes. I want to make sure we get this in. So, okay. so, 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 no, no, no. You're good. So, so you take the injection, and how long after that? Do you have this reaction, and and where do you go? Can you talk about? I know you've got a lawsuit going on, so I don't want to do anything that compromises that. But uh, so whatever you you tell me, you you lead. Um. So my employer they threatened to take our benefits uh, away. That prompted me to start my series, and after my second Pfizer is when I had a reaction. It was within 12 hours I had a fall. Within 24 hours I was in the emergency room questioning if the cause of this was the shot. I was dismissed after asking that within 30 minutes with no answers and ultimately 
over the following 21 days, I had multiple health care visits. And um, on July the 17th, I still wasn't getting better. I had horrible back pain and over the course of the following four days essentially lost my abilities to effectively walk, take care of myself. I lost my bowel and bladder limbs started turning colors and um, now your 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 halted speech I, and, and forgive me if I but the the you've had I assume you that they've identified some stroke issues maybe in in regards to this and is the, the halted speech was not your speech pattern before this took place am I correct absolutely. Um, they. I just wanted to get that on record and make sure that people understand that you know that that what you're struggling with, getting the words out. I mean, I can tell by looking at your face, all of this is there. I mean, you've got sentences and sentences and sentences and paragraphs, <laughs> and I mean, it's all outlined and it's right there, and it's like I'm reading it in my mind, but I can't get it out of my mouth. Um, and, exactly. and, and I, and I can see that processing in your face. Just, I just wanted you to know, I, I get it. I can, I can see it. It's all right there. And you're like going, if I could just grab it and get it to shoot out. Uh, yeah, that would be a great thing. We love that. Well, again, keep going, but I'm, I just, I love you, sister. I'm going to be praying for you, and I'm just so blessed that you've been with me today. I'm not signing you off. I just needed to get that out there. I felt like the Lord wanted me to just give you a word of encouragement. I uh, appreciate that. And um, yes, you are correct. I was, quote, unquote, normal and active before this. So my speech has been uh, affected. I, I got to the point I was so tired of trying to figure out and be gas lit that I didn't explore why it's happening because essentially they don't know. Um, But after that uh, loss of my abilities to uh, function, I refused to go to the hospital and they arranged outpatient imaging and that showed that the shot prompted my body to attack my spinal cord and I got a diagnosis of transverse myelitis which is basically not reversible and I am now disabled for life understood well my my I I understand a little bit about the uh, attack on the DNA my wife was diagnosed a number of years ago with cytomegalovirus which is very similar it's in the herpes family but but it causes your body 
to view its own DNA as an enemy. And yeah, so I, you get, you know, fibromyalgia. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that 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 pop up as a result of that. Um, so, and she was ill for about seven years, had a fever and and all of that. It, we we were blessed. God miraculously healed her. Uh, but but I I understand that she was bedridden for probably the first four years almost. They told us that you know. Uh, it could kill her. I, I mean, it was it was it was very very scary and a, and, a, and a horrific situation. So again, I empathize uh, with with when I hear that. I, I you're talking to somebody who who actually has. I, I get it. I appreciate that. Yep, I I do I do. I'm I am. Uh, we're going to run out of time here in a minute. I'm going to send you somehow get you a link to something um, that, that I think this is a detox product. Are you familiar with Root? I give it to my son. I, I took it myself. I'm so heavily toxic. Yes. Yes. I haven't found a success. With anything to detox. How, 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 now, now let me ask you something. No, no. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke that spirit right now that is coming upon you and trying to cause you to feel defeated. He's a liar. He is a liar. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke that spirit, not you the spirit that's lying to you because you are loved. You are precious in his sight. You have a testimony. And so, and, 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 and the beginning of that word is test. I-mo-ni. Test. Okay. Well, he, he tests and he refines his, his lovers and he loves you. Okay. And he does. I um, tell so yeah. So so we'll talk. We can talk some more about this. But you may even up up the dose. I know my wife had a horrific case of of like a poison ivy kind of. Her face was all swollen. She did fifteen drops of this three times a day, and in about four days, it was it it, it, it pulled it out. Uh, Root is a wonderful product. Yeah. So anyway, but you know what? But the other thing is, is we just need to bathe you. So folks, I'm going to ask you right now, just join with me. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak right now to Danielle's spirit and soul, and I speak to her physical body right now. We are recognize the challenges but we also know that our God is a healer and I ask right now in the in the name of Jesus Christ we speak healing and restoration right now let those elements that are identifying her DNA as foreign snap to attention and recognize their friends. Mm-hmm. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father God, that you are the restorer and the healer. And I ask you to bring healing right now by the power of the Holy Blood, cross, resurrection, and ascension of the true Lord Jesus Christ in Nazareth who came in the flesh. Holy Spirit, please touch my sister now. Amen. He is my hope. <laughs> Amen. All right, we're out of time. I love you folks. I'll be back. Senator Ted Harvey joins me on the other side, the Biden crime family and more right after this brief break. <laughs> 